0: podcast number 36 at com, And today we've got a new episode for the Moms with Moxie mini-series.
1: All the way from my desk in New York, I get to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. And some of my students have really caught my eye. Some of you have done all you can to learn how to cure those around you using homeopathic medicines. Your successes inspire me, and they're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep your successes a secret any longer. So with my help from my roving reporter, Paula, we bring you this mini podcast series that I call Moms with Moxie. It's actually grandmoms too, but it's Moms with Moxie. See how regular mothers and others, average people who want to cure those around them, have gone from freaking to fabulous with homeopathy.
0: excited to be doing another Moms with Moxie interview and this time I actually have a friend of mine. Now, I have to say that all of the other Moms with Moxie I've interviewed have not been personal people that I've known before, but Mindy is a gal that I met. She was actually in one of the earlier pilot study groups that we were doing before we released study groups, so that was fun to get to know her. Mindy is a mom of four. She got her undergraduate in elementary ed, and she taught a little bit before she got married and started having kids and stayed at home with them. So what I really like about Mindy, though, is that she came from a background where she actually studied a lot of herbalism and wildcrafting. Kind of reminds me of Joette, who did a lot of that before she found homeopathy. So let's just talk about your journey, Mindy, and how you started and how you ended up with homeopathy. So welcome. Welcome.
2: Great, thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here and talking with you.
0: Okay, Mindy, so you told me earlier that you were not born or raised with alternative medicine.
2: Yeah, not at all. I went to the doctor just like anybody else for well checkups, for vaccinations, for all the good stuff. There was never any, hey, maybe we could deal with this ourselves. It was kind of trust the system, trust what the mainstream is doing. And I didn't really think much more of it than that. Then I had a certain specific event that happened in my life that changed. When I left home and I went to college, I had the greatest privilege and honor to meet a lady who I call Mumsy. She kind of became my adopted grandma and she just blew me away with her knowledge of natural medicine. I think that maybe I had always kind of wondered before, but I never had really done anything about it. And she was a student herself at the age of 70 learning about herbal remedies. And she would just be throwing stuff at my husband and me. Oh, you're sick. Here, take this. You know, I made this <laughs> special concoction just for you. You know. Cute. <laughs> I remember the first time I smelled this remedy that she gave this herbal salve that she gave to us that now I use it like all the time, but I remember thinking, "This stuff stinks. <laughs> what is this witch doctor stuff?" You know, <laughs> that's so funny, <laughs>
0: especially being like an older lady, she kind yes.
2: of that little quirky profile. She truly was like a witch doctor in my mind, but I really admired her the way she kind of walked to the beat of her own drum, kind of a thing. And she was so passionate about it, and just instilled in me a lot of new ideas, such as anti-vaccination she didn't eat certain foods and especially there's just kind of a funny story about my brother was over there with me and we were eating some of these healthy cookies because every meal was like beautifully healthy and and he goes to say hey do you have any and he was going to say milk but he turns and looks at her bookcase, and there's this book kind of like front and center that says Milk, the Deadly Poison. And then we're just like, he's like, I guess you don't have any of that, you know?
0: <laughs> Until recently with like the advent of Weston A. Price, the healthy diet was kind of that more vegan, vegetarian.
2: Yes, and she did eat meat, but the idea that, that milk was not created for us a lot of times it would just make people so stuffy and full of crud in their sinuses. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the answer to that, to just stay away from that cloggy mucus stuff. And so that kind of made sense to me. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of stopped drinking milk. I started eating a lot better, looking at health better, Mm -hmm. looking at alternative stuff. So,
0: Well, I remember when we were in study groups, we were talking about homeopathy so much, we didn't talk a lot about diet, but little things I said and little things you said as we both realized we eat very different diets. <laughs> and so yep. I remember telling you, go get Joette's C D, Secret Spoonfuls. I think it's something sneaky mom, you know, secret spoonfuls of a sneaky sneaky mom. So you listen to this audio C D with your family in the car. Yeah. And so tell us what happened. I mean, this is hilarious.
2: (laughs) So we're listening to this, and she starts talking about milk and how milk is actually really good for the body and it needs to be raw. And my kids are, like, looking at me with this horrified look on their face, and they're like, (laughs) what? She is speaking, you know, like blasphemy. They're putting their fingers in their ears and going, la, 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 la. We don't, you know. (laughs) I just did not want to hear that because – Heretofore, I mean, my oldest at this point was like ten, and for the last ten years, I had been telling them that milk was a bad thing. We never had milk in our house ever; mm-hmm. like we would have soy and maybe some almond, but right, mm-hmm. we just stayed away from it. Right, it's so and- funny. So.
0: I remember you told me like the lard, spoonfuls of lard for her kids or like the bacon and
2: <laughs> the breakfast. Yeah, I was kind of hyperventilating myself because I went to Paola <laughs> and I said, okay, okay, look, we've got a problem here. Like I love this homeopathy stuff, but um, okay, bacon and lard and milk. I don't know what's going on.
0: Thank too much. But I remember the thing that really piqued your interest was you're saying about cavities that you guys have dealt with cavities. And for me, a lot of my dental problems stopped, cold turkey almost, when I really incorporated bone broth into my diet and, and you know, those fats and everything.
2: Yes, that's really fascinating because we had horrific dental problems because I didn't give my kids milk, so I decided to give them a hundred percent juice. And anyway, that's another mm-hmm. whole story that's <laughs> bad. But lately we drink a lot of raw milk and mm-hmm. I have to say that dentist appointments are looking pretty good. Just saying. Oh,
0: good. Good to know. Very good. That's kind of a side note, I think, with Joette and her mission. She used to focus a lot about nutrition and and homeopathy together, but now she's kind of lasered into homeopathy. But that's great. I love the la, 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 mommy, turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) What I like about you, Mindy, is that you figured out for yourself that you didn't want to go to well checkups anymore because I kind of, I needed Joette's permission. I mean, it was finding Joette and hearing her talk about the wealth checkups and you know, that, that wasn't really serving me. That's when I, I stopped doing those. But for you, you kind of snapped to it before you even heard about Joette.
2: I did. You know, what happened in my life along with my grandma mumsy was we moved here to Texas and started a family and my husband went into business for himself. Mm. And insurance for self-employed people is really horrible. One visit to the doctor is at least a $100. We didn't have $5, you know? And so I realized really quickly that I needed to incorporate all those things I had heard Mumsy talking about and quickly. And then I was like, well, why do I need to take them to the doctor if they're well? They look (laughs) healthy and happy and beautiful and I don't need someone to tell me that. I just right. know. I'm like, I'm not paying a hundred bucks for someone to tell me my baby is well. No, thank you. Next, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's just such great
0: independent thinking that you gave yourself the permission to do that. I really now today try and think outside of the box, but it's like until you try to, you don't, and then
2: right. and you're stuck. You know. And I I realized I was a little fringy with that. People would kind of look at me weird. I'd kind of just stopped talking about it with people because I think it made them uncomfortable that I didn't take my baby to well checkups. It Mm -hmm. kind of was like not validating their actions. And so there was a lot of things I just kept to myself. Like I didn't vaccinate my children and... I just don't talk about that with mainstream people because it makes them upset. And so same with like not taking my kids to the doctor. There's some people I know I can talk with that about and others not. Well, and now
0: that I think about it, that's exactly why I never intentionally stopped taking my youngest, especially. I call her my golden child because I did everything <laughs> right. you know. With yeah. her. But <laughs> with my youngest, I, I didn't intentionally say, okay, well, I'm not doing well checkups anymore because they're worthless or whatever. I didn't think that. Every time I went to think about making an appointment, I'm like, well, I'm just going to be yelled at. It's not, not going to go this week. I'll think about it next week. And then I just, you know, one thing led to another, and then it was a year later, a year and a half later. Yeah, so. Exactly, exactly. Let's talk about kind of your experience with natural healing. So you studied and went to school for understanding herbs and that stuff.
2: <laughs> I did. You know, I decided because I was going to not vaccinate my children that I needed to be responsible about that decision. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if I was going to be responsible, then I needed to know how to help my children be healthy. Interesting. So that's where I kind of studied a lot about diet, And then I studied the herbal medicine. So I went to Dr. Christopher's School of Natural Healing. Um, I took online courses. And then he had a student who started his own school, and I took a lot of his classes. I attended his school.
0: Dr. Christopher, he's mostly
2: like herbs, Yes, he is 100% herbs, yes. Making tinctures and salves and teas and lots of enemas. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. (laughs) Yep, interesting. Okay. So up until my story starts with homeopathy, I had been able to really treat my children with herbs. Now I wasn't always a hundred percent as far as like not doing antibiotics. I think my second son got pneumonia and you take him to the doctor and they're like, oh my goodness, we need to take him to the hospital immediately. The scare tactic worked on me. So Mm -hmm. we gave him an antibiotic for that and some steroids, but I can probably count on maybe less than two hands. The amount of times I've ever given my kids antibiotics, probably like one hand out of all four of my children, because I was just able to treat my kids with my herbs and my natural ways that way. Which is great. That is great. So that was really exciting. But then life threw me a curveball, which it always does to all of us. Mm -hmm. And um, I came up upon something I could not treat naturally. I got strep throat four times in six months it just knocked me on my bum i threw everything i knew at it i threw herbs at it i never really did the oils you know on guard or whatever the breed you know i'm just i'm trying all you know whatever i had i'm trying did you try enemas i mean
0: pepper in the yes and the apple cider vinegar i love it when people like well did you try
2: like? Hey, i tried it all Exactly. That's exactly what was going on. I was trying everything and I just couldn't kick it and it kept coming back. And I was scared. For the first time in a long time, I was really scared because I would go to doctors. The last lady I went to, she's like, Are you kidding me that you don't have your tonsils out already? She's like, This often, like they need to be out. Like I can make the appointment for you now. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I pushed my chair up. I'm like, thank you for your time. After she had already given me tons of antibiotics and I was Mm -hmm. like, I have to find something else because you know what? After those four rounds of antibiotics, I know this sounds weird, but I could feel my health declining. I was getting sick all the time. Even in between those strep throats, I was getting sick with other stuff. I felt horrible. I met a friend. It was like one of those tender mercies. Your friend comes up to the door, and I'd been, you know, praying and just hoping that I would be able to find the right thing. I knew that there had to be something, I knew it. Mm -hmm. And so she says, I want to share something with you. She says, I'm going to a class from my friend. Mm -hmm. And I treated my daughter with strep throat. And then what was really interesting is I had a friend named Jen who come to find out is your friend and had strep throat four times in six months too, concurrently with me, Mm -hmm. except her last time she went to you Mm -hmm. and had you treat it homeopathically. And she's like, Mindy, it worked. And I'm like, okay, okay, folks. We got it. (laughs)
0: Well, I technically didn't treat it. I educated her and she took care of it herself. But yes, (laughs) that's right. I had a very, very, very scary experience with strep throat where if you take my study group class, I kind of tell the whole story in detail, but it was not good. And so now I feel like I know so much about strep throat and treating it and it can be tricky. And I remember even Jen, our friend Jen, who had it, it was a little tricky too to address hers, but we did it. And there's something to say for herbs. And Joette says this, you know, there's nothing wrong with having other modalities like herbals and, you know, tinctures and whatnot in your kit. But what we're going to get to here is that homeopathy really does, if you're going to, you know, hierarchy this stuff, homeopathy is at the top for
2: sure. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. And coming from my background of herbs and loving herbs, homeopathy takes the cake. Right. So... I went to Paola's study group, which thankfully was just about to start. It was like perfect timing. And what was also interesting is that I think it was the first class, right, Payla where I talked to you about my daughter? Yeah, your
0: daughter had been dealing with the flu. Well,
2: and it wasn't actually quite the flu. It was more like she just had a fever. that wouldn't go away for like 10 days. And I was kind of freaking out. So she had had a fever for a couple days when I- Yeah, it was at the beginning. Yes.
0: And we both kind of felt like, well, it'll probably just resolve itself because fevers usually do. And then the next week, seven days later- We were like, she's not
2: doing good. And then we were like, oh. Well, we were like texting back and forth. And you were so great. You were like, Mindy, trust this remedy. Because I gave her a certain remedy. I'm trying to even remember what it was. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, she's sleeping now. And you're like, that's good. That's good. I mean, you helped me so much through that time. It's so great to have somebody kind of in your court that can kind of help you.
0: Which is really the purpose of study groups. People are probably listening to this. Well, I need a friend that knows a lot of stuff. First of all, I haven't been doing homeopathy for very long, Mindy. And I feel like you haven't been doing it for very long. And the amount of the net gain you can gain in a short amount of time of just listening to Joette's podcast and reading her blog alone is incredible. But I really believe in study groups because it allows you to create a community. You know, even if you meet online with people, there's this cute group in Canada that I'm going to interview. They did study groups. And they were all just people in the same West A. Price chapter. And they, like, messaged through the group, hey, let's start this study group. Who wants? And then, like, randomly six of them got together. They all met online. And now they're, like, all in, like, the same regional area of Canada. But they didn't know each other. And they just started it. And, like, the support that they get from each other yes. is phenomenal. So it's huge. Yeah. So I think we ended up giving your daughter Bella Donna in the end. Yes. Yeah. Which is like, duh, we probably should have used that right away, but oops. <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> You're right. It was Bella Donna. That's right.
0: Yep. I remember she had glassy eyes, very glassy mm-hmm. eyes and that high fever. Yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
2: And that was great. So success number one right. to start a plethora of successes.
0: Yep. And then I remember one time in study group, and this is an important lesson. We have a podcast that talks about not running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I think we all have to kind of experience learning not to do that. So talk about that in study group.
2: Yes. So this was a funny experience. Well, it wasn't funny at the time. Not at all, actually. Right. My son, who's four, got an acute ear infection. Actually, I'm driving home from the study group and my husband's like, you need to get here quick because Rocky has a really bad ear infection. I get there and he is screaming bloody murder. Now, what's good to know about Rocky, which would have been helpful to help me pick my remedies, He's just a hundred percent in whatever he's doing. He's just very emotional, and so I come at it with pulsatilla because that's the first one I'm thinking, and I give it to him, and like he's still screaming bloody murder, and so I'm like, oh my goodness, it's not working. And okay, it had been five minutes, and so then right. I'm like, oh, I gotta try something else, and so I give him something else, and then like, okay, five minutes later, then I'm like it's not working. So then you pick the third new screaming. remedy. So I third remedy. Yep, I actually, if I'm honest, I think I chose four remedies in like okay. 30
0: minutes. <laughs> so I find out about this later and I was like, oh, Mindy, no, that's not how it works. And you were so cute. You were so nice. I gave you a hard time. And, but you know, that's how you learn. You've got to make mistakes to learn and get to the other side. So now looking back, what should you have done?
2: I should have absolutely kept with Pulsatilla because just for his mentals too, like he was screaming Pulsatilla. I just have to say, it's really hard when you've got littles that are screaming. He was really screaming. And so that was a hard situation. Well, really the point is if you picked Pulsatilla
0: at the beginning – Mm-hmm. And I stick with it. And This is before you had a protocol because the Banerjee protocol for ear infection, there's a couple, but the one that I can think of right now is pulsatilla twice a day and then chamomilla every 30 minutes as needed, SOS for pain. And yeah. so either you could have done a protocol or if you didn't have a protocol and you were going to just approach it by symptoms kind of a little bit more classically, Right. Or you would pick the remedy and commit to it yes. Or three to five doses-ish.
2: Yes, and because it was SOS, I could have given it to him more often, and it probably would have worked by like the third dose. Mm-hmm. If I would have just wow. stuck, but I didn't give it a chance. I really right. didn't. So but It's such a good a lesson. lesson. Yeah, it was. It really was.
0: Let's go through a few more experiences. Tell us how you keep track of all your homeopathy notes.
2: Yes, I'm so glad you asked that because I think I have found the end-all be-all for me I have all my like file folders with all my kids' names and I have like my 20 notebooks around my house and I would write them in each notebook and then I lose it because I love how Joette teaches that we need to keep track and write. And so I really took that to heart and I did that every time. But then I can't find my papers to tell my success stories or to remember like, what was it that I gave? So mm-hmm. anyway, I found this app. It's called OneNote and you can download it for free. And it will give you folders. And within the folders, it has tabs. So I have my homeopathy folder. And in my folder, I have each of my children's names, plus my husband's name and my name. Mm -hmm. And I go through and I just write the date. I write the exact time. I write the symptoms. I write what I gave them. And then I follow up. And then at the end, I'll just put like little asterisks and I'll be like, okay, this is how it went down. This is how it wrapped up. And it's just kind of this running list on my tab. So I can just go back to each individual and it's wonderful. And I keep track. It's just great. I am
0: going to download that. Really, I am. Because I almost keep track of things through my email. Like I'll email myself like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's terrible. They're all over the place then. So one (laughs) note, it's just an app on your phone. O-N-E and O-T-E.
2: Yes. Okay, yes. cool. It and do it. It's great. All right. So,
0: as you scroll through your app, yes. <laughs> what kind of experiences do you find there?
2: Okay. So, I've got a couple great ones that I love. So, just so y'all know, it's been a year and three months since I've had strep throat last. Okay. But within that year and three months, I have felt my strep throat come on about three to four times.
0: Yes, because it kind of turned into a chronic problem after you take yes. an antibiotic yes. so many times. Mm-hmm.
2: And we went on a vacation up to Utah, and both my son and I, because my oldest son came down to strep with me one of those times and got it twice with mm-hmm. me. We were doing this together. And <laughs> anyway, so we went from Texas to Utah. And by the time we got up there and you know how it is with vacations, like you're you're working hard before you're kind of stressed and then you get there and there's a lot going on. Right. And I could feel it coming on. I could just, I could feel it deep in my throat and I knew, but I had all my remedies with me and I took that Heapar Sulf 200 is what I took. And I, no joke, by the third dose it was going away. And then my son comes up to me about a day later after I'm, I'm like, mine's successfully going away. And he, you know, cause it's kind of quiet. Cause we're with lots of family and he's like, I don't want to tell anyone, but I think I'm getting strep, you know, Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh no! it's like, okay, well, this is what we're going to take. We're not going to tell anyone, you know, we're just going to take our stuff. And so we take it and bam, I mean, it, it's done. It doesn't even advance past that, like that. Wow. Tre- Sticky, like a stick kind of in your throat, you know, yep. it's deep in there and and it's gone. And,
0: and that's actually how they describe it in the Materia Medica for Heap Ourself. There feels like a splinter in your yeah. throat. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And so that is like a huge success. I want to scream it from the rooftops. I want to like write Joette a hundred thank you notes and, <laughs> and Paola for teaching me this because it truly changed my life. I'm yeah. so, so, so grateful. I, I it's really
0: all Joette, it. girl. Yes. Oh. Just because the way she teaches it to you and, you know, how passionate she is, you know, it makes you feel dumb if you, don't, if you don't do it, you know, which is a good thing. You need to be pushed.
2: Well, and Joette, I have to tell her that I feel like I'm in this like grassroots effort with her, like, because mm-hmm. she's so awesome the way she gives out all this, the podcast all the blogs and it's just all this free information right Mm -hmm. there at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm learning Yeah, and have one of her good, bad, good classes, but that's it. That's all I have so far. And I've had all these successes because Mm -hmm. she has shared out of the kindness of her heart and out of her mission that she's getting this word out there. And I am so, so grateful. So let me tell you just a few more little stories about awesome success stories. So I woke up once in the middle of the night and it was just all of a sudden and I'm like shaking violently. It's coming out one end, about to come out the other. It feels like food poisoning. So vomiting, diarrhea. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ordered the red kit Mm -hmm. and then got all of her cool like...
0: Oh um, yes, that's true. If you ordered Joette's top 100 remedy kit in 30C, at this time at least, she gives a bunch of free materials with that
2: kit. And it was that. I love everything that came with that. so I was reading through that and I knew Arsenicum album, that's what I need right now. And so I wake up my husband and he's like, okay, you're freaking me out with how like weird sick you look. And I'm like, just get me the Arsenicum album. (laughs) And I take it and I'm not lying. Like less than 10 minutes later, I am back in my bed. I have fallen fast asleep. And my husband is like left, like scratching his head, like what just happened here? I mean, how is that possible? (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) It was so crazy. And not everything happens like that. It's not like a night and day thing. Mm -hmm. So then we have other stories with chronic coughs. My husband gets these coughs twice a year that last for like three or four months. And they start with just kind of the regular coffee, coldy stuff and then they'll just last forever. And mm-hmm. so he had one earlier this year in January, and I was treating it with actually a different remedy that I, I don't have it in front of me right now. So kind of the main cold left, but he was left with this cough. Well, and the cough was kind of the forefront remedy. And, and that's pretty
0: after, typical for him. He tends to, at the end of a cold, have this lingering cough.
2: Yes. And <laughs> so I had done my research and he was going out of town and I sent him with his remedies and. He calls me in the middle of the night at like two in the morning. What do I take? You know, and he's coughing. And I said, take the phosphorus. I really think that the phosphorus is going to work. And so mm-hmm. he takes it and he he tells me later, I mean, it stops the cough right away. And he had kind of like a more of a wet cough. Mm-hmm. And so it stops that cough right then within like five minutes. It's done. He can go back to sleep. It happened to him like in the morning. He took phosphorus again. It stopped it in its tracks. Wow. and then he kind of got a little bit better. I think he maybe took it maybe once or twice in the next few days. And that was awesome. So then I get a cough a couple of months later, but mine looks completely different than his. It's more of this dry gagging. There's no productivity to this cough. It's just completely dry. And I had to do some digging. I tried one and it wasn't, it kind of, it helped me feel better but the cough. The gaggy cough was still there. So after um, looking through my Materia Medicas and, you know, I always go on to Google and I type in, you know, gagging cough, comma, homeopathy, comma, Joette Calabrese. <laughs> And That's my go-to, right? Yeah. And so then I decided on Ipecac and Ipecac 30 did the same thing for my dry gagging cough that phosphorus did for my husband's wet cough.
0: That's amazing, and so I like that you said that this isn't typical, it doesn't always work that quick. I think if you get into this and you start using your remedy kit, you will see that sometimes it does work that quick, you know, not always, but, and that's just awesome. Yeah, so. I wish it always worked that way, but.
2: I know, I do too, (laughs) but you know, there's a lot of times that it really does work pretty quick if you pick the right remedy, and it's not hard. If you'll just take the time to say, you know what, I wanna learn this, I've shared this with a lot of my friends and there's some people that are like, well, I just want you to tell me what to take. And I kind of am like, no, I want you to learn this mm-hmm. because it's so empowering. And I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and I feel the same exact way as all these other moms that it's just yes. it's empowering and freeing.
0: I think that is why, Joette says, if you don't have Moxie, that's why this is called Moms with Moxie. If you don't have Moxie, if you don't want to do it yourself, then this may not be the right thing for you. And maybe you do need to just stick with the doctor or whatever. So another one that kind of acted quickly was for hiccups, right?
2: Yes. Okay, everybody. If you don't like hiccups as much as I do not like hiccups, MAGFOS6X, And I've tried this twice now and I've actually tried to give myself hiccups so I can try it again, but I've tried it with two of my kids too. And it works by the time I put it under my tongue, by the time it is dissolved, Mm -hmm. the hiccups, are gone. That's just awesome. It makes me <laughs> giggle. It's so amazing.
0: It is. It's so amazing. I, they don't bother me that much, but you must get them kind of awful. No, for some reason, they really bother me. That's so <laughs> I
2: hate them.
0: Well, good. And keep that mag with you. Yeah. And then you did canker
2: sores. I don't get them very often, but I got one a couple months ago, and Joette has a great blog on that actually yeah. where she talks about her son being like Mr. Smarty Pants being like he can just you know eat whatever he wants and and cure his canker sores and
0: right And that- canker sores are often like a food intolerance a little bit yeah. or
2: and you know I loved in that podcast where she talked about her son knowing it really inspired me to make sure my kids know these are the remedies for this, so I used mm-hmm. Merck Soul two hundred for the canker mm-hmm. sore, and it was mm-hmm. just gone and. think it was gone within less than a day.
1: Yeah.
2: It was really, really awesome.
0: Okay. So do you have time, Mindy? I mean, I'm loving these stories. Can you tell us a couple more or one more? Oh,
2: I could go on and on forever. So yes, I'll tell you. I've got two more great stories that I love. So my youngest, he's my accident prone guy. Like homeopathy is probably going to save his life by the time it's all said and done. But he... (laughs) Got sand in his eye. He was just playing out and he's like, Oh, mom, I got some sand. And you know, like little kids do, he's rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it. And the first thing I thought of was aconite. And he seemed to be good the rest of the day, but the next morning he woke up and he was just in a lot of pain. He's like, I can't keep my eye open. He's crying, crying, crying. And so I opened my trusty Materia Medica and I'm looking up remedies. And actually, I think that this one was also in one of those extra books from Joette where she talked about eye remedies and it's Euphrasia 30. I think Euphrasia, is it called eye Bright? Yes, eye Bright. And what's interesting is I have an herbal tincture called Eyebrite. Mm-hmm. And so I was having him kind of swish his eye with this eye cup I have with that tincture. But you know, he's like, eh, doesn't want to do it. It's kind of messy. And so I'm giving him that remedy and I give it to him a couple of times that day because he's in you know some pretty good pain and he just has to keep his eye closed we've got this eye patch on him and for a six-year-old that's kind of <laughs> I don't know, it's hard for him and so it was really amazing by about 24 hours from when i started that remedy it was drastically better it wasn't all the way better it probably was a good 48 hours before he could keep his eye open and it wasn't red anymore Mm -hmm. And then I kind of gave it to him maybe just like once on the third day or something. Right. But I was also doing echinacea golden seal on the outside with, I made a tea of the echinacea golden seal and would like Mm -hmm. rub it onto the cotton ball. So I was kind of doing it internally with the homeopathy and externally with some herbs and that was cool to have both. But I, I know that that euphrasia really helped him on that.
0: That's amazing. And I like to tell people, because this is just a fun little nerdy homeopathy fact, aconite is also the arnica of the eye. And I think you did use aconite right up front.
2: Yeah. And it seemed like that helped. I thought the issue was done. Mm -hmm. I thought like we were good to go. He didn't complain about it the rest of the night. And then he woke up and it was like, oh, okay.
0: So tell us your last story, because this one just makes me, I mean, it's not funny, but it's so funny to (laughs) (laughs) me.
2: I know. I call this my Disney World miracle story. <laughs> okay. Because I was so excited. Obviously, Disney World's a big deal. We drove out there from Texas to Florida and I am sick on the drive and I've got all my books out and I'm kind of like cold sick. I don't know. It kind of felt at first like this is what happens on my vacations. I feel like I'm getting strep throat because I'm, you know, the stress of getting everything ready. So I kind of, I took the heat bar soul. It kind of moved from my throat more into like my head. And so by the time I get to Disney World, we're at this pool and I am miserable. I'm not in the pool. I'm sitting on the sidelines and I am sick with this good, deep cold. My nose is totally stopped up. And my head is heavy. And I am on my phone texting Paola. <laughs> yes, like, you were. <laughs> Paola, help me. I am at Disney World and I'm sick and I need you. And so she texts me back and she says, well, cause you asked me a question, right? Yes, because you sounded like you had
0: this terrible mucusy situation. And I wanted to know, is it more like a head cold or is it more like a chest bronchial cough cold? Yes. I didn't know which direction to go. Like what was bothering you the most?
2: Right. And so she said, okay, if it is more the head cold, sinuses, you want the sanguinaria 200 mm-hmm. combined with the heap or sulf 200 mixed together. And then the bryonia 200 with the aconite 200 mixed together. And when I saw that text and I said, well, it's the head cold. And you said, okay, well, it's the sanguinaria mix. And I was like, score! Cause those were the two I had. I didn't have the other one. And so I went back to my camper and I took that remedy and I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I wasn't a hundred percent, but I could breathe, and my head didn't hurt, and I could function. I could totally do Disney World that day. That's so, so awesome. Come nighttime, I definitely needed that next dose because I took it twice a day. So then I was like so grateful that I could just take that dose the next morning. I felt a little bit better. So it wasn't the night and day. I wasn't like better from zero to a hundred better, right. mm-hmm. but it was like enough. And for me, it was my Disney World miracle. And so, again, homeopathy,
0: I love you. (laughs) Yes, that's wonderful. So, I just want to review this protocol. Joa has this blog. It's called My Solution for Colds and Coughs, homeopathically, of course. In the blog, she talks about Bryonia 200 mixed with aconitum when there's kind of a cold that's generalized, but also kind of affecting the coffee chest area. But then also, if you look in the comments, someone says, now I thought sulf 200 mitosanguineri was for colds. And Joette responds, yes, but that's good for a cold that kind of attacks the sinuses and the post nasal drip in the nose kind of area. So, Well, Mindy, you are so awesome. Thank you for having Moxie. Thank you for taking time to meet with us. You are oh.
2: just a delight to talk to. Thanks so much.
1: Are you or someone you know a mom with moxie? Well, we're on the hunt for you. And of course, we don't want to hear just from moms, but from anyone who uses in love's homeopathy. Reach out to my podcast team and let us know why you're a mom with moxie. For more information, contact podcast at joettecalabrese.com.